Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Ladies and gentlemen, our next guest is Mary Buffett, who for over 20 years has been considered the world's leading authority on the subject of Warren Buffett's investment methods. Now, you would have to be on the dark side of the moon not to know Warren Buffett's name because he has been a leader in investment over the years. His world-renowned Berkshire Hathaway has led the way with investments over three decades to be a powerhouse and one of the strongest companies in the world. Now, Mary has written nine international best-selling investment books, co-authored with David Clark, that have been translated into 24 foreign languages and are considered to be investment classes. Her latest book is Seven Secrets to Investing Like Warren Buffett, co-authored with Sean Say. Welcome, Mary Buffett. Well, thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you and your audience. Well, thank you for being here. What led to you writing your books, Mary? (laughs) Well, Obviously, you know, I was married for many years, 13 years to Peter Buffett. And when I married Peter, the only thing I knew about his father was that his father owned C's Candy. And I, I grew up in Beverly Hills. So a lot of my colleagues, my friends, fathers owned companies. So it really wasn't that big of a deal to me, except I thought we could get free candy. Of course we could not because Warren made us buy it like everyone else. (laughs) Um, So it was very interesting um, being married to him and being around Warren. And of course, the more... um, You know, Warren really didn't become world-renowned. I think it was when he bought Cap City's ABC with Tom Murphy. That's really when I remember his name becoming very popular, where other people looked at him as like, oh, this is an interesting investor. Um, But up until then, you know, I just remember... On our holidays, which we all would go to Laguna Beach to our family house there, um, and Warren would give us $10,000 for Christmas, each one of the kids. Um, You know, eventually he gave us, because we would spend the money, (laughs) and then eventually he started giving us $10,000 worth of stocks, which was really interesting because... They were things that we really didn't 
think about. We didn't, you know, none of us were investing in stocks at that time. But as soon as we got those stocks, whether it was Coca-Cola, America's Trust, or Wells Fargo, we realized, wow, these are something to really hang on to. Well, that's important. And I think the average person doesn't always think about stocks as something to invest in, but they are the bedrock of investing for for most smart people. Uh, And can investing in these vehicles lead to living a fantastic life? Well, I mean, living a fantastic life is a difficult question. Obviously, it's not all about money, but it certainly can, you know, when you have money, it gives you the ability to choose, choose where you live, choose what you, how you want to live your life. So money is an important vehicle for those things, you know, for being able to choose. Um, it's not necessarily something that's going to bring you happiness or, or anything else, honestly. I mean, we all know plenty of wealthy people who are pretty unhappy people. So it's about what you really want to do with your life. Um, and money, of course, is a great part of it. Uh, certainly it, it's, it helps. Yeah. Well, let's dive a little bit into investing. Is it necessary to have a lot of money in order to start investing? Absolutely not. I mean, my children started investing, and that was with the money that they saved from their allowance. So even if you want to buy, I think, what did they buy? I think their first stock was Pillsbury. And I think it was because they found out Pillsbury at the time owned Burger King and Haagen-Dazs. It was something like that. So they, they understood what they were buying. So that's a really critical thing. I think a lot of people, you know, invest in stocks and companies based on a friend's, uh, you know, a friend saying, oh, I'm investing in this or even a stockbroker. You really should understand what you're investing in. And that's the reason, like I said, when my daughters invested in those stocks, it was because they understood Burger King and, you know, haagen So understanding what company you're investing in is very important. And then Looking at the company, you know, don't just put your money into anything, you know, really do some investigation. We we work so hard for our money that we should spend it, you know, in as much time before we go and put it in an investment. Yeah, that that's really important. You know, a lot of people get bamboozled by the stock market and think it's like a roulette wheel. Yeah. Is it? Well, I guess in some ways you could say it is a roulette wheel because there are so many choices and a lot of people just put their money into things, as I said, from a friend or they hear about something on television or in the news. And it's really not, I mean, you you really have to kind of, like I said, we work so hard for our money before we go and invest it. You know, you would never just give your money to a friend, you know, or someone that says, hey, you know, I'm going to make you more money if you give me $10. I'm going to make you $30. It's like you're going to ask, well, what are you doing with it? You're going to really question it. So I think there's a lot more 
to investing than people realize. I really feel that you should do the homework that you're investing in. When is the best time to start investing? Really as early as possible. You know, I mean, obviously what Warren, what I learned from Warren Buffett was he invests over the long term. And when I say long term, you know, I hear people say, oh, yeah, you know, I've I've invested with this for over the long term, five years. No, I'm talking about you know, Warren forever. He invests forever because if you pick a good company, if you look at a good company, I mean, look at take Coca-Cola as a, as a good example. Look at what Coca-Cola was doing 30, 40, 50 years ago, because it's been around that long. And think about if you had invested in it then, what those dollars would be worth now, you know. So investing over the long term is something that he is interested in and that I'm interested in, not short-term investing. Yeah, you know, there's something magic and it's something called compound interest. So. You know, when you put something into an account and let it compound, it certainly is is amazing that way. The the other thing is you're not taxed on the money until it's sold. So it keeps on growing with without any tax until that happens. That's right. That's exactly right. And the compound interest is critically important. And, you know, it's something that Warren, you know, any great investor over a long period of time has to take into consideration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so how should people choose those companies? I know you have a lot of wisdom in your books. I've read them. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, how should people choose what companies? Well, you know, first of all, I think that you need to be familiar with any company that you're going to invest in. A lot of people, again, if they take advice from a friend or even a stockbroker, they'll say, oh, you should invest in this company. And they don't know anything about that company. It's you really, I really think that you have to understand what you're investing in. So it's always great to know. I mean, the classics are things in your daily life. I mean, just look at things in your life that you use all the time, whether it's Wesson oil or Coca-Cola or anything. Those are great ideas, great ways to kind of start looking at companies that you want to invest in because you're using their products all the time. So I think it's really important to understand what you're investing in. Now, now the other thing you need to know is the management of the company because great companies sometimes get led astray by bad management. Correct. And if you look at great companies, um, you can also find that they've had incredible management. And so you want to understand what the management of the company is thinking. And they put out, you know, there's an annual report. There are letters in, that that companies often, you know, put out, and you can read all those things. And nowadays, I mean, in the old days before the computer, it was much harder to get information about companies. But nowadays, I really think everyone can go online, can look at a company, look at what its earnings have been over the last ten to fifteen years. Have they been consistently going up? Not in one year, a huge, great 
profit and the next year a loss. Something that you, you want consistent earnings that are going up over a long period of time. Because then you can predict that they're probably going to be doing that in the future. Yeah. You know, I've been a big fan of Disney for a number of years. And recently they changed their leadership from Bob Chappick back to the head of their company. That was a person by the name of Iger. Um, so certainly even good companies sometimes go down the wrong path. Absolutely. I mean, management is such a critical part of what a company is doing. And, you know, uh, a lot of managers and companies, they put out reports and they tell you what they're thinking. And you can look into it. You can even call a company and ask them if they have any reports from the uh, whoever's running the company at the time. And you're, you're, you're really more likely to get a lot of information uh, that you don't realize you can get from any company if you just investigate a little bit. Yeah, Warren Buffett loves to read those reports. In fact, that is his bedtime and daytime and and other time reading. Those reports are are just gold to him. Yeah, well, I mean, if you read those reports, you can't imagine how much information is in there. It really tells you what the management's, you know, thinking, what they're planning on doing, what they've done. And that, that's really what you want to know because going forward is what you're all, you're looking at the future. So management is a critical role in what a company is doing. And some of the best reading ever is the Berkshire Hathaway shareholder reports. And they're all online because Warren does not only teach what his company is doing. He teaches what investors and everybody should be doing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you couldn't be more right. And a lot of people don't realize that you can go online and you can read all those things. And I would say do it because you'll learn something from each one. It's very interesting. I mean, I read all the time. And I always read anything that Warren has written or things that about companies. You know, that's the thing is most people don't do the homework that you would expect they would before they invest. You know, they'll do it after they invest. If they lose money, they start looking at the company like, oh, what happened? It's like, no, no, do it before you invest. You know, really look at the company. Think of what the management is thinking, what they want to do. All of that is critically important. The other thing Warren always says, we should always play. You should always buy stocks like a baseball player. And by that, he means you should always wait for the fat pitch. You should wait until you hit the one, you get the one that you're going to hit out of the park because stock prices are good, they're bad, or they're average. That's right. I mean, uh, most people don't think about uh, when the stock market goes down, most people are upset where to me, it's a buying opportunity because I put my I, I do my work 
ahead of time. I look at companies that I think are going to be very good companies. I research them. And then, you know, you can wait for the right time or the right price. And sometimes you can't. I mean, sometimes the price is not going to go down as much. You know, sometimes the price is going to continually go up. But at some point, you're going to buy it. And if it continues to go up, you're going to make money. So. Well, the the problem we've been dealing with, I think, Mary, is we for 30 years, we have been in an up and up market. And finally, we're starting to go down. Yeah. That's not sustainable for a market to keep going up like it was. That's right. I, I you know, I couldn't agree more. And that's when why people will say to me, oh, the market's going down. I'm like, yeah. And what it means is that there, you have an opportunity for better prices on great companies. You know, just because it's going down doesn't mean it's necessarily bad. It can give you much more opportunity to buy something at a better price. Yeah, several years ago, when we went through one of those recessions, uh, those those times that everybody was saying the sky is falling, um, I think it was the dot-com collapse uh, uh I decided at that time that I didn't have enough knowledge about the stock market and I didn't have enough time to study it. I was a busy doctor in my career. So I said, you know, what am I going to do? And what I did is I said, well, who is one of the brightest investors of all time? And of course, that was Warren Buffett. So I bought a lot of shares in Berkshire Hathaway. And boy, am I glad I did because they've been juggernauts. I mean, as the market has gone down with people losing money in their 401ks and IRAs and so on, my shares have stood their ground. They have just stayed up there. Yeah. Yeah. It's an incredible, incredibly great that you bought it early on. I, of course, I had two. I did two. And we would get Berkshire Hathaway shares at some point. Um, yeah, whoever who knew that they would be. At one point, they were $19 a share years and years ago. Well, well I look back and I, I look back at what shares used to be priced. And I said, well, if I had put all my money into Berkey shares instead of going to medical school and so on, I probably would be one of the richest men that ever existed. But of course, I went the hard way, worked for 30 years and did okay, but not like Berkey's did. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we all wish that we had done that, right? No one has that. uh, No one has that. But, But retrospect is a very hard way to do things. And one of the things I think you can caution people about common mistakes investors make. Can you speak to that, Mary? I think the most common mistakes people make is they, they listen to friends. They, they listen to other people's ideas about what they should be investing in rather than you, you really must do the work yourself. I mean, I just said, you know, whether it's your, even if it's your stockbroker, I mean, you know, what is his, why does your stockbroker want to give you advice? I mean, he's making a commission on anything that you buy or sell. So you have to realize even he has a vested interest. So, I mean, 
the the basic thing I think that people, the biggest common mistake people make is they don't do the research. I mean, that's all Warren does. I mean, everyone wonders, oh, Warren Buffett, he's such a great investor. The man reads constantly and he's reading about companies. He's reading about the management. He's reading, looking at their history, their earnings and predicting what they're going to be doing in the future. It's not something that, you know, is a friend or anybody. He doesn't take anyone's opinion, even Charlie Munger. You know, Charlie's probably the only opinion that he really values so much. But, you know, Charlie is, we used to call him the abominable no man. Because <laughs> Charlie would always say no to everything. <laughs> yeah. And, and Warren was once asked, why do you live in Omaha, Nebraska? He said, well, you know, I used to live in New York, he said, and I used to get uh, advice from everybody telling me what to buy. So by noon, I'd get 20 different opinions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, you know, Omaha, not a lot of people go to Omaha. It's not a place where you you find people flocking to. It's a beautiful town. I mean, I, I love Omaha. I was having spent so much time there uh, over the years. It's a, it's a great place, but quiet, you know. Definitely New York. And I actually was in Omaha because I went to a three or four of Berkshire Hathaway's shareholder meetings. And if anybody wants to learn a lot about investing, go to some of those meetings, either online or in person, because there are Warren and Charlie answering questions for a full day about stocks. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible. And you're, you're absolutely right. And people can go online and see them. I mean, it's super important when you don't get that chance. You know, I mean, it's very rare that people like him will sit there and answer any question. And so I think it's really important. Mm -hmm. Mary, this show is called the How to Live a Fantastic Life Show. How do you live a fantastic life through investing? Well, as I said, uh, investing money gives you the luxury of choice. So I, I live a fantastic life because of my investments, because I can choose, for instance, where I want to live and what kind of home I want to live in. And every little thing from what you want to eat, you know, what you want to drive, it, it's all those choices. That's the only thing money gives you. It certainly can't give you happiness. We know that. Um, it can't give you health. Those are the most important things. So my family is probably the most important thing to me. And, uh, you know, financial, financial well-being only helps. You know, it can only help what you naturally have. Yeah. One of my golden pearls to people in my book is everybody should make a list of non-negotiables. And those should be at the forefront of every decision you make. You should decide what you will and will not do. And those are very important for investing as well. Oh, yeah. I That's that's a great thing that you just said. Yeah, the non-negotiables, right? 
I mean, you have to know as much as you want to know what you will do. It's just as important to know what you won't do. Exactly, because people are always chasing the next shiny object, which is so wrong. The next shiny object isn't any better than the last shiny object. You just have to understand its value and what it's going to do for you. Right. Yeah. The shiny object syndrome is very classic in terms of most people investing rather than the, you know, the Warren Buffett way, which is completely not the shiny object, but the standard, safe, steady company who's just going to continue making earnings over a long period of time. And that's really what you want. You want that steady earnings that are always going up. And, you know, it's just like when you, if you bought Berkshire Hathaway way back when, look at how much money you would have made by now. Unbelievable. Exactly. Well, Mary, thank you so much for being here today. This has been one of my favorite shows. I can't tell you how much I looked forward to you being on my show today. Well, thank you. I look forward to it, too. You're so welcome. Anytime. Okay. Well, we'll probably get you back again because you're such a wonderful, loquacious lady. Oh, thank you very much. Okay. And ladies and gentlemen, be sure you check out those golden pearls Mary has to offer and check out her books. Can you tell people how to get them? You can go online. Um, If you go online and just put in Mary Buffett books, I guess, you know, uh, they'll show up there. And so you can choose from a number of them, obviously. And they're pretty, I tried to make them pretty easy to understand. So hopefully people will check them out. They are very easy to understand, even for a novice investor. So I think that's important for people to do that. And be sure to go to my website as well and sign up for a Golden Pearl each and every week, because there you'll get some of my greatest pearls. And there you'll also find out some of the new things that are coming out in my world. So sign up for sure. Bye for now. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Be sure and pick up a copy of Dr. Leica's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, on Amazon.com. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. Have a fantastic day. Fantastic.